Hey, this is Unredacted with Kurt Schlicht of the Town Hall VIP podcast that may or may not be suitable for work. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where we're going to go today. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm recording this uh, on Sunday the 26th, uh, about 1 p.m. California time, and there's been some terrible news out there. The crash of the helicopter with Kobe Bryant and uh, perhaps his daughter, we, we don't know now. And uh, I, w- I want to touch on this subject a little bit uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm not a sports guy. I'm famously not a sports guy. I have heard of Kobe Bryant. Um, I, I don't know much about him. I know he exists. I know he was a uh, phenomenal basketball player. Uh, and I know that uh, he, he's having a huge effect here in Los Angeles. Uh, the, the local news are all on special reports. It's all over Twitter. Obviously, a lot of people and a lot of people are very, very moved by this. And, I, you know, I, I, I know it's a big deal, too, even though I'm not particularly in that world. But I kind of wanted to talk about the coverage of it. We all understand it's a sad, horrible thing. Terrible for the family, especially if it's true that one of his daughters was with him. Uh, it's just a, you just can't imagine what the family's going through. And our, our, our prayers and our thoughts are obviously going to be for the family and the family of the other uh, folks who uh, lost their lives in this terrible crash. But I want to talk a little about how media works from it and, and, and how we should look at media when we're dealing with a, a, a situation like this. Because there are always situations like this where something happens and the facts are not clear. So first thing I see is Twitter has a TMZ report that Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash. And the only information I saw is apparently flies helicopters all the time where he's going. And in California, you understand that, you know, where he lives in Calabasas is about an hour and a half by car from downtown LA. If the traffic's just middling, if it's really bad, it's a lot further. So I understand, okay, he he flies helicopters around. Okay. And he's crashed. So I now have those information. There are five other people or four other people. His wife is not aboard, they say. Okay, how do they know that? How do they know this? I didn't believe TMZ. And part of it, I'll admit, is I, I didn't want to. It's a horrible thing. I don't want it to be true. I don't want anybody to crash. I don't want Kobe Bryant to crash. I go to TMZ's website. It has crashed. It is The, the server is down. It is obviously getting hit by everything. So I go onto the Twitter trending and... There are a bunch of people saying, I hope this isn't true. And I, I think I tweeted some of that effect out myself. Because you can't ever believe a first report. This is something we learned in the military. We, when, when we were deploying to Kosovo, we did a lot of exercises beforehand. And um, the exercises would be, here are the challenges day by day of things happening in Kosovo. And one of the watchwords we developed, and this is not unique to us. I mean, all units say, first reports are always wrong. The first reports are always incomplete. The first report you see of something, you know, five minutes after it happened, you can use it for one purpose, which is to determine there is something occurring. There's something happening. I don't know what. And it may turn out to be overblown, but something's going on. Otherwise, you don't really know. 
And I remember that with that horrible uh, Las Vegas shooting, there was some report. Well, you know, somebody heard some gunfire. Sound like automatic gunfire. Well, that sounds a little silly. People don't have access to automatic weapons, typically. Uh, turned out to be much more horrible than we could ever imagine. The Kobe Bryant incident could have been completely wrong. It was TMZ, not exactly the most reliable, but not necessarily unreliable news source. My guess is um, the helicopter went down, the fire and police responded very quickly. They got a tail number or something off the wreckage, called it in, figured out, okay, it belongs to this helicopter company, called the helicopter company, holy cow, Kobe Bryant, that we were flying Kobe Bryant, and, and then somebody leaked it to TMZ. But you can't really trust a first report. You can't know what's going on. So there were a lot of people going, oh, I just hope this isn't true. I hope this is fake news. And I hoped it was fake news, too. I mean, it's, it's terrible. And then other sources began to sort of confirm it. But what they would do is, we're reporting, TMZ is reporting. Then the LA sheriffs came out with a tweet, and, and Twitter's becoming the news source. That's where you go for breaking news. I don't go to the TV. I didn't go downstairs. I got my laptop. LA reported, well, we have a helicopter crash and there are no survivors, and we think there are five deceased. Okay, starts putting things back together. There's a picture from the scene. And uh, it's, it's an area that, you know, I, I drive by occasionally. It's up off the 101, up, 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 up far to the north, kind of heading out to Ventura. And, uh, you know, it looks, it looks like a helicopter crash. But then, then reports came in, well, he's, he's with several of his daughters, or he's with this other basketball player, or he's with, you know, someone else. And it's all unclear. Right now, as I'm sitting, and, and it'll be clarified by the time you hear this, maybe one of his daughters was with him. It's just horrible. So various news sources started to, to report this. And then it, then it kind of got to the point where it became confirmed. But we've seen a lot of slack reporting. And I, I, I mean, this time the media seemed to do it right. It took its time. It said, okay, here's what we're hearing, but we don't know if it's true. It's attributable to this source. You know, got to take it with a grain of salt. And slowly but surely, they've started reporting more and more facts as they come in. That's the proper role of the news media. Don't get ahead of the story. Stay with the story, if you see what I'm saying. And this being a straight news story, they've done a, a decent job. In other stories, not so much, because we keep seeing an endless stream of, for instance, bombshells about Donald Trump, and they inevitably, a day later, get walked back, and they're nothing. Like this Lev Parnas stuff. Have you been watching Lev Parnas? I haven't, because I don't spend a lot of time watching garbage. But apparently Lev Parnas uh, has uh, taped Donald Trump secretly. It's okay. Remember, it's okay to tape Donald Trump secretly or Mitt Romney secretly, but if you tape the abortion people secretly, that's the worst crime that could ever be because of reasons and because... Uh, but uh, Lev Parnas apparently says that uh, Donald Trump wanted to fire the Ukrainian ambassador, to which I say good, because she needed to be fired because she was garbage. And also, can't the president fire whoever he wants? But, you know, but uh, Lev Parnas, I just love saying, Lev Parnas. 
and uh, his the, the, this whole left Parnass thing is just kind of out there and no one has like explained why it's bad. You know, left Parnass says Donald Trump wants to investigate Ukrainian stuff. Okay, good. He should investigate Ukrainian stuff. That coke-huffing stripper impregnating losers getting a whole bunch of money there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Trying to interfere in the election. That ambassador was garbage. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'd like to know what's going on over there. I think the president ought to do that. So, you know, here's my thing. If everything the president's accused of in the impeachment was true, I'd give him a medal. Okay? It would be a good thing if all that stuff was true. I hope it is. I hope everything he said, everything that made Colonel Bratwurst, that's Lieutenant Colonel to you, Bratwurst, angry. I hope it's all true. It should be true. I hope it is true. Don't just acquit him. Vote him a medal. Vote him the Senatorial Medal of uh, Achievement for Awareness of Achievements or something. I don't know. I don't care. So anyway. Speaking of not caring, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, chief sitting Bolshevik, Focahontas, that uh, fake Indian hack woman, that bitter squaw with the librarian glasses. I'd like a beer. I'm going to have a beer. Oh, gosh, she's so tiresome. Anyway, this dude comes up to her and they catch it on film. And he's like, uh, excuse me, I, uh, you know, I paid for my daughter's college. I, I didn't spend the money on other things and I paid my college and you're just going to, and do I get that money back under your free college for every gender studies major program? She says, of course not. Well, you know, my neighbor didn't, he, he, his kid took out loans. He was buying nice new cars, taking fancy vacations, not working. So he gets rewarded. I get punished, right? And she goes, uh, nice talking to you. And she like walks away. I'd like to hear an answer. I'd like to know why those of us who have done the right thing, I paid for my college. Well, not my undergrad. My parents paid for that. It was UC San Diego. It was probably about 5,000 bucks a year. It wasn't a lot. I mean, it was a lot to me then. But my parents did pay for that. Uh, I paid for law school. Uh, and I earned, you know, my uh, strategic studies degree at the War College, Army, Army, I didn't have to pay for it, but I had to serve in the Army. I actually had to serve two years after I finished War College, uh, which I did. But when I had GI, I had GI Bill during law school, but that, that was like, God, probably got 4,000 bucks a month or 4,000 bucks a year. I probably took out like 70 grand in loans. I paid those back. So I paid for law school and uh, I paid for my uh, master's degree, but and my family paid for uh, college, won that much at the time. But uh, what's the point? Well, were we suckers? Were we saps? Were we stupid for actually doing the right thing and paying for the things we want? I, I don't understand why someone thinks I should work so they can have something they want. It, if, if it's not important enough for them to work for it, why does it become important enough for me to work for it? And I think crazy bullshitter deserves or is obligated to give this gentleman a answer. Why should he be a sap? Not only does he pay for his own while the air guy doesn't, but now he's got to pay for the other guy and for other people. 
Look, academia is a giant scam. It's a giant ripoff. It is a giant troll on all of America. We we uh, we subsidize a bunch of commie pinko leftists. We pay for them to have their little leftist lifestyle, their little indoctrination camps. And we're supposed to shut up about it. We're not supposed to have any input. We're supposed to just work, 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 pay, pay, pay. And, uh, oh, yeah, we now need to expand it so they have access to more people. And we have to pay for that, too. And uh, everybody should go to college, even people who shouldn't go to college. If something is not important enough for you to earn the money to do it, I am unclear why it is important enough for me to work for it. What's the answer, Warren? Why is this guy somehow obligated to pay for other people's stuff after having paid for his own? See, of course she walked away because there's no good answer, right? The whole idea about free college, well, that sounds great, free college, wow, that'd be great. Somebody's got to work for it. Unless she's discovered a free lunch and out on the plains where her people roamed, there was no free lunch. You had to take down that bison. You know, you see Andrew Yang, Yang gag, and I don't know why this guy has. He's so popular, and he, he's popular with kind of a certain kind of like dude bro who may or may not watch Stephen uh, Colbert and, you know, may or may not drive a Prius. And they just think Yang's this great guy. And Yang's idea is, hey, wouldn't it be fantastic? What would you do with $1,000 a month? Well, I, I, I know the answer to what I'd do with it. I already get $1,000 a month, I mean, hopefully more, uh, because I go and earn it. And then I spend it as I see fit. So that's what I would do with it. The real question is, hey, wouldn't you like to steal from someone else to give you free money. What would you do with the money you we have stolen from someone else on your behalf? Wow. What a great question. There's so many things I would do with the money that was stolen from someone else on my behalf. The idea that stealing is okay because somebody really wants it is a bizarre one to me. It's also a very dangerous one. Because people don't like being stolen from. And because when you give people free stuff, they become weaker, stupider, worse people. They become terrible people. They become lazy and entitled and just all around losers. What would you do with $1,000 a month? I become a much worse person. There's nothing that destroys people more than giving them something, not forcing them to earn it. You're begrudging people $1,000 a month? Yeah, I'm begrudging them everything. I'm also begrudging them shelter, food, health care. I keep getting back to that essential question. If it's not important enough for you to go earn it, why is it important enough for me to go earn it? I'm 55. I don't have that much time left. And I choose not to spend any of it working so that somebody half my age doesn't have to. If you want something, go earn it. 
Go do the things consistent with getting the money that allow you to buy the things you want. And that includes healthcare and shelter and food and all that. But, 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 you know, some people are hungry. Maybe they should work harder or make better choices. Unless you are literally naked, you have something you can sell. Like even if you're naked, you have something you can sell. Look up Hunter Biden. Hey, oh, hey, apply for a job on Ukrainian gas board. Apparently, they give it to every uh, you know coke sniffing, sniffing stripper, impregnating loser who comes along. Man, you're probably better than that, right? You can do it. Socialism is the idea that the rest of us should go out and make your life easier, and I don't think so. A, I don't particularly want to make your life easy because you'd be a bad person. But B, and the more important part is, I don't want to spend a single minute of my life laboring on your behalf. I choose not to do work designed to make you happy. Your happiness, and I, I say this with, with, with full kindness and, and love and caring and peace and flowers and stuff means nothing to me. It's your problem. Go do the cons things consistent with being happy. Get a job. Well, I work a job and I can't make any meets. Then work another. At times I've had three jobs going. I'm not telling you that because I'm a great guy. I am a great guy. That's a scientific fact. Why, do you hate science? I'm not telling you that because I'm a great guy. I'm telling you that as advice. I decided I wanted the things I could get with three jobs, so I had three jobs to get those things. <gasps> I think I, it, it's always interesting. That's the way they say, well, you tell us your stories about how you work two jobs, but that really doesn't, doesn't matter to my lifestyle. It does. It's an example. It's not a matter of who's better or worse. I don't care if you're better or worse. I'm not going to give you free money, you deadbeat piece of shit. Go out there and sweep out toilets. Sell a shoe. I don't care what you do. It's not my problem. You're a grown-up. Well, I can't afford health care. Figure it the hell out. I do, again, not saying that makes me a better person. It does make me a better person. Because if you can't support yourself and your family, you're a worse person and you suck and you need to go do those things. I'm saying it as an example. I do that. Go and do likewise. You know, the whole world would be happy to take what you have earned. Everybody always wants free stuff. But there's no such thing as free stuff. There's only stuff you've earned and stuff that's been stolen. And I don't particularly feel like being stolen from. Do you feel like being stolen from? I don't feel like being stolen from. I kind of like my money. I'm pro-money. And I like being able to do things that I choose with my money. And just today, you know, I... Um, I chose to help people. We, I, I chose to put some money in the little fellowship fund at church, which helps people at the church who are in need. And I chose to go and spend money for a little pop-up pantry. Our church parks in front of us, essentially puts a, a stand up in front of a grocery store and says, hey, here's a list of things we want to give to the community. If you go out, buy it, bring it on back. And we went out, we filled up a shopping cart and came out and bring it back. I am, I am all for helping other people who need help. 
There is a difference between helping people who need help and subsidizing deadbeatery. And I think you should help people who need help. And I think you should spend money on that. But I think you should choose to do it. I don't think somebody should choose for me. I'm an adult. I am perfectly capable of directing my money as I see fit. Aren't you? Of course you are. And I'm also perfectly capable of deciding what weapon systems I need to fully defend myself, my family, my community, and my constitution. Those great people out in Virginia, how about them? Did you feel it? Did you feel Governor Jolson Klanrobe and the rest of his uh, uh, Democrat friends, many of whom are also in blackface, like his, uh, his attorney generals? How many of these Democrats do blackface? And they've got like, they like literally got a black uh, a lieutenant governor. He's like, I haven't done blackface. Uh, I got accused of rape, but no blackface. Phew. But anyway, um, the Democrats, they're just like praying that some idiot's going to do something. And instead, you get out all these like nice, normal people. And outside the the little area of the Capitol with a, uh, where they said, you can't have guns. You know, they're all carrying AR-15s and stuff, and they're that's pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, inside, they are, and, and, and what do these guys do? They come, they peacefully demonstrate, right? And then they clean up. It's like on Twitter, there are guys going, hey, hey, give me a garbage bag. There's stuff over here. They like literally leave the place cleaner than they found it. It's like the Tea Party. This, and that's why I have a lot of hope for it. This is a revolt of the normal people. People who actually care about their community. You ever see, you know, do you think if you went to the uh, uh, March to Kill Children that those uh, hideous uh, crones who shout their abortions would be stooping down to pick up their, you know, napkins and kombucha bottles and all <laughs> On the plus side, they wouldn't have to pick up any diapers. That wouldn't be a problem. Not a lot of wet wipes for little ones. Now. This what's happening in Virginia is a revolt of normal people. You might want to read my book, Militant Normals. By the way, read my book, Collapse, the novel, hailed by Bill Crystal as appalling. This is a revolt of normal people. And look, Virginia, I'm from California. I'm telling you, this is where it ends if you do this. If you if you just think, oh well, the Democrats are the normal Democrats, and they won't cause me any problems, and everything will be hunky dory, yay! We'll just we'll just we'll just stay home. It won't matter if a Democrat gets elected. Democrat wants to turn you into a felon. Democrat wants to let criminals out of jail. Democrat wants to let them ruin your neighborhood with a bunch of uh, garbage apartments and stuff like that in it. That's what Democrats want to do. This ain't your this ain't the old school Democrats. This is new school Democrats that want to come and screw up your life. And if you ever vote for a Democrat or fail to go to the polls and vote for a Republican, you are complicit in your own oppression. It's your fault. Look, Virginia, I, I look and I, I love you guys in Virginia, and I'm glad you're out there protesting, but y'all screwed up. You let the Democrats come in. And your garbage Democrat Republican Party because we have a garbage California party. California Republicans suck. You, you even let a lot of these places, uh, a lot of these districts go without even a candidate opposing them, including the one where the Democrat was like literally arrested for banging an underage girl. Anyway, what happened in Virginia was a great start. I hope you guys uh, in Virginia take it and run with it because that's what you got to do. 
you've got to mobilize and organize. You have got to vote these dirtbags out. Now, you don't get a chance for another year and a half because you were dumb and you let these guys come into power, but you will have a chance to vote in congressional elections and in the presidential election. You need to make Virginia go red again. Get Donald Trump reelected. Vote for Donald Trump. You guys need to take Virginia back for Donald Trump. And I think it can happen. I think there are a lot of people out there who see what Democrats intend. Virginia is what they want to do to the whole United States. Actually, that's not true. Virginia wants to be California, which is what they want to do to the entire United States. A bum on every corner, human waste on the streets, criminals running free, but you made into a new made into a criminal because you want to protect yourself and engage in your rights. That's that's a fact. That's that's not up to debate. And speaking of master debaters, now nah, I'm not even going to talk about Schiff and Jerry Nadler and stuff, but I am I, I do think that you ought to check out uh, my Monday town hall column. Jerry Nadler said Trump is a dictator. He must be removed from office. Couldn't agree more. That's why I'm sure Jerry Nadler will be waddling up to the gun store, getting himself a weapon and starting a revolution because he's a dictator, right? Trump's a dictator. You got to throw him out. Check out my new town hall column. It's some to the effect of, hey, you Democrat sissies or what? He's a dictator. What are you going to do about you? Weasel, little weasels. I'm trying to stay a little FCC compliant just a bit. It's not working out. Anyway, you want to check that out. Uh, and uh, you'll check out my VIP column on Wednesday. And I've had a lot of, I had a lot of feedback on it because I, I kind of did three little bits instead of the normal longer one. I did three little subjects and people like that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a mystery wrapped inside an enigma, uh, you know, covered with a conundrum and stuck in the microwave for five minutes. We'll see what happens. And then Thursday, I'll have another town hall. Why don't you go out and get my book, Collapse? It's my new novel in the Kelly Turnbull series about America split in two into red and blue. And the blue states are everything you can imagine. Like, all America's become a college campus. Uh, and there's action and making fun of liberals. And it's awesome. And you should check it out. And uh, thank you guys for being part of town hall vip i'm glad i can make my contribution here on the kurt schlichter unredacted podcast if you've got gripes complaints or want to tell me how freaking awesome i am kurt.schlichter at townhall.com that's kurt.schlichter at townhall.com and you can uh, totally communicate with me i try and answer every one of them but i get a lot so anyway that's it for this week. Look forward to talking to you soon here on Town Hall VIP. Adios.